and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I am back here in Seattle with the lovely Kit Bender. I'm back. Watch out. You are back. Last episode that we were together on was the gun violence episode. You remember that? I do. I have very vivid memories of that. That was one of the more interesting conversations I've had with another human. (laughs) I agree. I've had many conversations with people after that episode and... I was very, very impressed with with your level of not only like insight and good open questions, but also like the little bits of sass you had. <laughs> I was like there, like, because if I had let a little bit of sass, it would have just all been sass. Right, right. If you so would have started thankful. to unscrew it, you were, a, you were a soda pop that had mm-hmm. been shaken up and you just you couldn't, yeah. couldn't unscrew that lid too I'm much. I was a little passionate, so I had to like really calm it down, you know? Yeah. So I'm really thankful I had you for that episode and for that conversation. What I kept on thinking afterwards was all the, like, the little sassy things I wish I would have said. <laughs> me too, me too. And so I, too. I, was, I was like, man, yeah. if I could go back. Yeah, but then the conversation would have been a very different one. It would have been a, an incredibly different one. It was very interesting. I very agree. Very interesting, so. Very interesting. And insightful. Yeah, definitely. And... Hopefully, we're going to have another very interesting, insightful episode and conversation here today. We're doing like a little bit of like a follow-up from, what was that episode? Like our second? Second or third? third? Yeah. Second or third episode on male-female friendships. It was 2017, right? Yeah. So, yeah, second or third. Last year. (laughs) I really don't like when people do that. (laughs) You're not the kind of person that on... uh, January 1st says, I haven't had a shower since last year. (laughs) And then chuckles. And then everyone kind of wants to punch them. That's more of like a dad joke Derek would make and I would roll my eyes at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds about right. Occasionally they get laughs, but then it's like too much. Like I don't want to, you know, give him too much positive reinforcement with it. He's got to question the quantity of the dad joke sometimes to make sure that the quality is still up there. Right. Right. So even the good ones, you got to just like roll your eyes at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so that he thinks twice and says, is this worth it? Yes. And you know Derek pretty well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Derek was on that episode with us, uh, but he's not here today. Um, but we will be talking a little bit more about male-female friendships. We had something come up right after that episode. Um, so I got a text from a guy that I was friends with and... Is very interesting message, um, and we've kind of been sitting on it and trying to figure out when to share this story. And then I also talked to him to like process everything together. Okay, and that went really well. And he's not here today to talk with us about it. We'll we'll just call him Tom. Okay, Tom. Um, air quotes. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call him Tom. Well, isn't going to talk with us today, but I did get you know permission from him to kind of share some of our conversation and, and his, his journey with all this. So that and a situation that came up in Vegas when I was there that I still haven't told you about, Kit. Okay. Um, I've, yeah, I read this text message, <laughs> but I have no idea what happened in Vegas. Now, apparently it was supposed to stay there, but we're going to yeah. leak it out Yeah. here. We're going to process it because there's some, there's some substance to it. Um, and so, and then we also have some letters from you guys too that we'll go through and kind of just getting into like the different area of male-female friendships that have to do with disclosure of when you disclose 
to a friend of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. heterosexual, again, that like, wh- when is the appropriate time for that? When are you being deceitful or misleading because you haven't right. disclosed? And so both my situations with Tom and Vegas had to do with that. So you got this so, message from Tom out of the blue after I got the this message from Tom shortly after our episode okay. aired. Um, and so Tom, for some backstory here, I met Tom before going on the show. We met at the Solstice Festival thing here in Seattle and Fremont. And um, I was single and was just kind of like wanting to be open and making a bunch of new friends. And he was like, this guy, he had a van. <laughs> And it was the Solstice Festival, okay? So I didn't really think twice. I was like, okay, cool. Like he was with a big group of people and they were all super, super friendly. And so me and my girlfriend ended up hanging out with them for the whole festival. And um, and just he just had such good like positive vibes to him. Like was mm-hmm. just a very like outgoing, fun person. Like I introduced him to Colin, I believe at some point that weekend because I was like, uh, Colin was on the white privilege episode um, and is a super close friend as well. And he, I was just like, Colin, like, yeah, you should really meet this guy, Tom, like my new friend, like he's super cool. And so I believe that they met briefly and we like went to, we, I also initially met him out. Whoa, I didn't even remember this. So you had met him before the solstice. Before, it was during that weekend, but I actually okay. met him out dancing Okay. I totally forgot about that. So this was just kind of a random and then meeting. And then we, I had got his info got his and info. The, parade, the parade and stuff was happening the next day. And so I had, we were texting, you know, like, oh, where are you at? Oh, I'm over here, whatever. And we had met up and got together. But no, I'd actually met him the night before. And this was where I knew, I was like, he just has such good positive, like, energy to him. Like, when I go out dancing, I don't dance with people. Like, I dance in my own space. Okay. Like, I can't, I don't even know really how to physically dance with someone else. So I'm just like in my own little world. And like guys always try to come up and like, you know, make it a thing. And I'm like, you know, you can dance right there and I'll dance right here. Like, and we'll have a great time. Right. You just have a little, a little bubble around you. Yeah. And this was at Numos in Capitol Hill. And so we were there dancing. It was, I want to say it was like a Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake DJ night where it was like, they go back and forth playing those two artists. Which I'm... A little jealous yeah. of that one, actually. That would have been good. Yes. We went to Taylor Swift versus Katy Perry. Katy Perry, yes. That, that was around my birthday. Yeah, we that was there. fun. Yeah. But, and so I was like dancing with my girlfriends, you know, and just ran in, like bumped into him and his group of friends. And they were just all so cool. And we just had like such a fun time all dancing with each other. And we like, clo- we were there till close and it was just super fun. There wasn't anything like sexual with it and I was just like he he wasn't pursuing that and I was like oh this is really cool and so we you know then got together at the solstice thing and it was a great time and that we were definitely like flirty but we were just like friends like neither one of us made a move on anything uh from what I knew he was single I was single and then he went back because he was actually just visiting from California and we like FaceTimed a few times and again, just all very like friendly. And then I went on the show and, you know, he had texted me, I think once being like, congratulations, like, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, I hadn't really talked to him until after that episode aired. And then I got a text from him. Okay. So we're, we're hearing this text. 
yes. from Tom. I got the receipts. <laughs> Man. <laughs> See, this is this is when it's good when those voice read messages yeah. are sometimes like Sometimes you need a you need a record. You do. It's better just to be able to have that. I'm a fan of the voice messages, yeah, though, sometimes. for like more logistical things. So I want to take a quick break to share with you guys about Quip. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day, and Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. And guided pulses alert you when to switch sides. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Taylor right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Taylor, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Taylor. Now back to the show. Let's get back to Tom, because otherwise I'll get yes. on a high horse. Tom's letter. <laughs> so he texted me and said, Taylor, I hope you are well. Congratulations on getting engaged in the new podcast. Both are so exciting, and it's great to see you happy. I have a question for you that might be of interest to you for your podcast. When we met, I had a girlfriend. I didn't tell you about it, because I always hate it when people lead with something like that. I like to have genuine interactions with people without relationships or partners hanging over it. At a certain point, if a person shows real interest in having something more, or if it comes up in conversation, of course it is all right to share. You and I had a great time together, and it certainly didn't cross any boundaries. Do you think we would have had the same kind of genuine interaction if I had shared that? And do you think it is misleading to not disclose something like that? My girlfriend at the time really thought it was. Curious as to your take on the situation. Okay. Two things that makes me think of. Okay. Thought number one. I think it's really important information that you guys met before the solstice festival. Yeah? I do. Because if this all happened on a first meeting, Mm -hmm. I think that the whole situation has a slightly different angle than the fact that the solstice party, that whole hangout, Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't even just two people, it was a, it was a group. Yes. The thing was premeditated by both parties. It wasn't just a, we're going to go with the flow and see where the night goes, okay? So my question, my first question to you is, when you first exchanged info and you were like mm-hmm. going to hang out, how much of that was, I really like this group and he's kind of my point person for the group, mm-hmm. and how much of that was... He seems really cool. I'd like to get to know him. And this is maybe a context so that I can do that. No, it was more like I've never been to the Solstice Festival before. And his whole group of people were like super welcoming and super fun. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that was kind of like organizing for their group. And we had also just had 
I think the most like connection from other people in that group. Like we definitely like hit it off and like got along well. So it was kind of like, oh, why are you in town? Oh, we're in town for the solstice thing. And right. oh, like, yeah, we're going to be there. And oh, I really wanted to go and wasn't sure like what's going on with it. Um, yeah, like let's meet up. We should meet up. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll bring my girlfriends and we'll meet so up with you guys. So that's how it felt for you. In your brain, that's, yeah. that's what was going on. For me, on. that's what it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So option number one was chosen there. Yes. My second thought was about this little uh, second to last sentence that he wrote, mm-hmm. which was, my girlfriend at the time really thought it was. Yes. So if we flip all the way around this and we imagine that we're his girlfriend, mm-hmm. how was she looking at this? How is she yeah. viewing your guys' mm-hmm. interaction? Yeah. What did she know? What did he tell her? Mm-hmm. We, we, of course, have to speculate a little bit. But if, we're, yeah. if, if she reacted to that, mm-hmm. maybe we should think about why. Yeah. So... When I first got the text, I had a few feelings come up. Okay. First, I was kind of like surprised because I thought he had been single the whole time. Because even after our interactions here in Seattle, that kind of carried through when he went back to California and we would FaceTime here and there and like catch up and like have deeper conversations. So your learning that he had a girlfriend was this text message? Yes. Okay. So I had ne- I never knew. And again, that I mean the solstice thing happens in what? Is that June? Yeah. Summer solstice is June. Yeah, so 25th, it was June and then so, it was like after we had had small interactions during the show and that was right before I'd gone on the show. And then yeah, not until this like two months ago, December. Very interesting. Two-ish. Okay. Yeah. So I was very shocked. I was like, whoa, what? He had a girlfriend the whole time? And you know, he asked me in the text um, if if I thought that was misleading to not disclose something like that. And I was like, well, kind of. Like, we weren't having a romantic relationship and we weren't pursuing that. But it was still kind of like, after the weekend in Seattle, I would have thought that that would have just came up naturally. So I was like surprised that it didn't come up naturally. And then I was kind of sad. I was kind of like, well, you know, I thought that we had like this deeper, you know, connection and friendship. And then all the while you didn't feel comfortable to tell me that for some reason, or like she could have been a friend of mine. Like, I'm sure I really liked you and I'm sure I could have, would have really liked her too. So like now I missed that opportunity kind of, and like to also be a friend to you and be supportive throughout your relationship. And, you know, I'm always a advocate for like talking about things and you know, some people always feel like relationship issues are private, but I'm always like, find a friend, talk to a friend about it. Like, don't isolate that to the relationship. Um, And, you know, so I'm like, oh, like I was sad that I wasn't able to be there for him in that sense as well. Um, And so I spoke with Tom. We had a conversation about this, um, partially because he also then texted me when I was in Vegas and when this whole other situation was coming up. And I was really? like, whoa, universe doing stuff. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then I was like, yeah, like I had never got back to Tom and we need to talk. Yeah. Like I want to talk to him about this. Like I have questions. Um, Did you at any point feel misled? 
I didn't want to pursue a romantic or sexual relationship with him. So it didn't feel misleading in that sense. Your actions. Yes. Did it feel in any way that he like, was misleading you? Or that, like, it, and maybe not, not even trying to speculate his motive, but like, did yeah. that feeling get to you where you were like, I thought one thing and I, I feel like I was led to believe that. So I felt very deceived. Deceived, okay. And this is what came up with Vegas as well. But I felt very deceived and I felt like, you know, in his text he was like, nothing, our relationship didn't cross any boundaries. And I was like, it didn't, but we were also like kind of flirty with each other. Like, mm. and he's he's naturally like a pretty flirty person. Um and I think I sometimes am as well. And I think there's a healthy level of that in our day-to-day interactions with people, regardless of, of if you're in a relationship or not. Right. But that also depends on what relationship you're in and what you guys consider to be like okay in your relationship. Yes. So, Like when he know. says no lines were crossed, be like some lines are subjective. Yes, exactly. Emotional like we would talk are... about like, you know, oh, I, I should come like down to um, California, maybe like, you know, do a... A camping trip with your, in your van, you know, kind of thing. And so, like, I thought that those kinds of things were on the table if I wanted them, you know? And that's, I guess, kind of like testing the boundaries. And and yeah. I don't know, maybe in some way that would have been okay to do in his relationship. But I guess you're right. There was a little bit of, like, a misleading. And who knows? Some of that could have just been, like, flirty back and forth banter that we knew wasn't ever really going to happen anyway. So we could throw it out there. I don't know. So okay. I spoke with him and asked him a bunch of these questions. We talked it all through. And the thing that I really love about all this is that it caused him and the girl he was dating at the time to like really hash this out and talk these things through. Because he told me after Solstice, when he went back to California, like he told her, you know, she knew about me, but I didn't know about her. And so to me, I was like, well, why, 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 why would she know about you? And why would I not know about her? That seems backwards. Yeah. And so I asked, um, he he said that, you know, he told her all about the trip and all the people that he met and, you know, that he brought me up and he was like, yeah, I met this girl Taylor and, you know, she's really cool. And like we hung out and, you know, like she's a really good friend. And, um, then, (laughs) The show came up and this, The Bachelor was airing and I was on there. And she was going over like to her friend's house near to watch the show with a bunch of people. And Tom said, oh, yeah, that my, my friend Taylor that I told you about is on there. And then she was like, wait, what? And I guess saw. And then she was like, well, you didn't mention that she was like pretty or that she was attractive. And so then it got... Me and Tom talking about this, like this difficulty with like processing sharing friends and then where the, the attraction piece comes in. Cause it was almost like she, it sounded like was kind of okay with the friendship. But then when she saw what I looked like and, you know, subjectively it was like, oh, she's just really pretty. Then it sounded like there was more of an issue. So if it was someone of, of not consequence in that, uh, she didn't see them as an attractive person or see uh, that person as someone that he would be attracted to. She's like, oh, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. So it it, it caused them to have this whole um, 
conversation, you know, and about what it looks like for him. Because again, for him in his text, he's like, I like to have those genuine interactions with people that aren't like blurred by this, like you're taken and I can't talk to you notion. And I was like, I agree with that. You know, like I don't think, and the only time that I lead with that is if some dude is all up in my face and is like, oh, hey, and it's very clear that he's just trying to gauge if he can get my pants or not, that I'm like, yeah, hi, I have a boyfriend, I'm engaged, bye. You're just trying to dance and hold your fart in. It's all you're trying to do. You're like, I don't need anyone here interrupting my focus. It's helping me stay very centered here. You know, the fart part that we talked about pre-episode was not in this episode. It is now. It is now. (laughs) There's a whole strategy, dancing and holding your fart in. It'll be another episode. <laughs> I've been holding my burps while you're talking, so as to not interrupt you, but I haven't yes. had any come up while I'm talking, just so you know. Yes. So, so I mean, it, it, it caused them to have this whole conversation talking about, you know, he likes to just go and have genuine interactions with people, and he feels like if that's something that people lead with, that the lines are are blurred, I guess, in a way, because it's like, well, I was just trying to get to know you and just be your friend. But I guess if that's what you thought this was, and I guess it could cause some some kind of confusion. And I think like, I feel like I can relate to that in some ways because I like try to get to know people as friends first always. And so for me, I'm like, even if someone is trying to pursue me, then at a certain point, it's like obvious. And it's like, oh no, actually not just because I'm in a relationship, but I'm not interested. And that doesn't have to be because you're in a relationship that you're not going to pursue something with this person, but it can be, I'm not interested. Yeah. Because it's almost like that notion that like guys have more respect for the guy than they do for the fact that the girl isn't interested. Like that would really upset me. I remember being in Baltimore and going out and like a guy would approach me and I would say, you know, no thanks. And he's like, oh, but well, do you have a boyfriend? No. Well, okay then. Let's, you know, and it's like, no, I I'm just don't. not interested. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, if, if I had said, yes, I have a boyfriend, they would respect that. Right. And they'd be like, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, cause I know this will probably come up later on in the future thing, in the, or the, the other parts thing. that we're going to talk about even later on. Yes. But the letters. I want to just throw a thought out there. Thought experiment. Not a thought experiment. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's the thought that, and it's going to go back a little bit to the male-female relationships thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, cause there's an, there's a level of attraction yes. that happens between males and females because yes. males have dicks and females have the things that the dicks go in to make the Vagina. babies. And so vaginas, vaginas, and that's what keeps this, the human race going. Yep. And so there's this kind we of We approach each other initially, usually out of attraction. Thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's other levels of attraction that people have towards each other where they're drawn to each other for a reason yeah. that you don't always know. And it's very, very easy because that very base level, like, you know, guys in, in I can't, can't necessarily speak for women, but on some level, guys are always kind of walking around looking like, can I stick my dick in that? Can I stick my dick in that? And even if there's like... A day in the life of Kit, Bem- not, Kit Bender. <laughs> not Kit Bender. Everybody. There's some part in the back of the yes. brain where the yes. guys, 
it's there and it doesn't need it and some it's very forward in the brain and mm-hmm. they're they're thinking it consciously and of like how can i make this yeah. like it's a very controlling yeah. part of them and for others it's further back mm-hmm. but for most people it's there yeah but there's all these other ways that people are attracted to each other yeah and sometimes there's an attraction a spark of some thing or recognition from a who knows how that mm-hmm. works but it gets confused because... Because we think of just attraction as sexual. Because that is also at play on some level. Yeah. Like I know when I met Tom, it wasn't, oh my God, this guy's really hot. Like I, I got to get to know him. Like yeah. it was, I was attracted to how just positive and welcoming and like fun he was. And right. then later, I think there were parts at times occasionally that were like, yeah, he is actually like more attractive to me because of his personality and of getting to know him, but it still wasn't a sexual thing for me. And I'm, I didn't ask him that, but I would be curious to know where he stood in that because it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first male-female friendship episode of where you can have attraction and you can be attracted and you can recognize that someone is attractive right. and be friends with them. Without being attracted to them yes. in that way that says you want to yeah. you know, cross whatever those, mm-hmm. those lines are. Yeah. And that was something he talked with his girlfriend about, um, about, you know, yeah, she is an attractive girl and, you know, yeah, I can be attracted to her, but that's not where our relationship is going. That's not where I want it to go. And that kind of lends to this whole notion of like having trust in your partner and being confident and secure in yourself and in your relationship to be okay with that healthy level of, you know, being friendly or maybe even being a little bit flirty and recognizing that other people are attractive. Like that's a normal thing, you know, that, that, that's okay. And I think when we start, I had this conversation with Derek's mom when, when I was in Vegas, we were talking about this where like not being able to express that healthy level of attraction to other people when you are in a relationship, even if it's someone that's just your friend is when like, if you don't acknowledge that and if you can't like look at that from a healthy perspective, when there's not that healthy level of that. And when you start to feel like very shameful of that and you just try to push it down and you avoid it, you don't talk about it, you don't tell your partner, but you see that friend, you start to see that friend in a different way or you recognize that attraction and you feel like a really bad person because of it, that there's the guilt and then that turns into shame over time. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you are so like, you just suppressed everything. Mm -hmm. And then that's when people act out and cheat. Right. That's how affairs happen then. Right. Because they keep so much of this energy bottled up. Yes. Have no release valves. Even if some of the release valves, and not, I don't mean release valves like finding ways to like touch people inappropriately. In even even like just crossing <laughs> yeah. PDA lines. Yeah. I just mean in uh, knowing yourself. Yeah. And where your lines are and where, where you're able to say that's an attractive mm-hmm. person and be okay with. Yeah. Cause that's an okay thing. There are attractive yes. people. I think for the most part, even all of my friends, female and male, I can say for everyone, they are attractive people. And at times I can also be attracted to them. And you can acknowledge that with your words without needing to follow through with that, with your body. 
And also I can tell myself that like, that's okay. That yes. that's normal. And you don't need to feel bad about that. You don't need to feel like you need to hide that relationship with that guy friend just because he is attractive. Like, and, and this was where I kind of was asking Tom, you know, like how realistic is that? And what are kind of the implications of that where it was kind of almost like post that conversation for them that it was important to communicate that attraction when meeting someone new. And so it's like, oh yeah, I met this person and they're really cool and we went and did this and they actually used to do this and blah, blah, blah. And they're actually really hot. But the hard part with that is sometimes that they're actually really hot part comes later. Yeah. Like, I can, you could, like, like the way that you saw him, maybe not initially as like, oh, like really turning you on or whatever mm-hmm. in, in that romantic attraction way. But then the more you got to know him, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, and then sometimes maybe you meet someone yeah. and you're really drawn to them like, oh, I would. And then you talk to him a little bit and you're like, yeah, but their personality really, mm-hmm. really yep. rubs me the <laughs> wrong way. And so, or rubs me in a way that's like, they're cool. Yeah. But I could not date them and I yes. don't want to have sex with them because yeah. for whatever reason. And so if you led with, mm-hmm. hey, 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 I really find you attractive. Yeah. I might wanna, then you <laughs> might miss out on the opportunity just to like be their friend. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, I mean, even if you look at like the research that's done with like long term happy couples, usually those have a really solid foundation of friendship. Yes. And so that's where, like, for me, even when we initially met and it was like, oh, I want to go have a coffee date. It was like, well, like, I really, at this point, at that point in my life was also just trying to make a bunch of new friends. But then we were able to, like, establish that friendship that was, like, very connecting and very powerful, I think. And, like, there's, this came up with Tom where... Yes, you could still have those thoughts and feel like, oh, I am attracted to that friend, whether you're in a relationship or not, Mm -hmm. and still take the extra step to like zoom out and ask yourself, would that be worth it? And to ask yourself, why am I feeling like that now? Like I know I've had guy friends in the past that like I have felt attracted to when I usually don't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I could be really impulsive right now and act on this and I could like make out them or I could ask them like, what do you, what do you think if we did that? But it's like, why am I feeling like that? And typically that's when I realize oh, I'm like really lonely. Yeah. Or like, oh, like we just connected emotionally really strong and I haven't had that in a long time. And so that's why I feel that way. But when you zoom out, then you're like, no, that's not what I want with this person. And I don't want right. to like mess up that friendship. Right. <laughs> and so we had that, that whole conversation, me and Tom. So I'm going to give my overall thoughts on the Tom situation. Go. I think it is quite possible that Tom walked into Numos, saw you, was really attracted to you. Yeah. Uh, was like, I really might want a thing with this person kept his girlfriend a secret for a long time because he really genuinely thought maybe it kept you on the back burner. Maybe it wasn't going to work without with his girlfriend and you were kind of there and he didn't want to mess it up as a just in case. I think that's quite possible. And then you'd feel a little deceived if you came out and he was like hiding it because he had an alternative 
yeah. intention or thought there was a possibility there. Okay? Yeah. I think that's one option. I also think you've got pretty good uh, gauge of character. And you're, Thank you're, you. you're g- generally drawn to cool people. Yeah, and he, was really, he is a really cool dude. And if he got all the way through that and was like, I like to feel connections with people and just see where they go and I know what lines I'm willing to not cross. And to me, getting to know someone, FaceTiming them, texting them a little bit, maybe inviting them to hang out with me and my friends, not really crossing a line because there's not any physical lines being crossed and that's just kind of the way I am. And I actually don't want to put all too many barriers on something right away because mm-hmm. who knows what could happen and it's better to just kind of let them flow. Yeah. And he's and he's genuine in that and, and, and he wasn't hiding anything. It was it was a it was a way for him to get to know someone with potential, with options, because yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. But also with like uh mm-hmm. and then maybe so I, I think Well and he also said too that he is someone that keeps his relationships private, that like he only really only has like one or two friends that he'll talk to about his relationship. And so for me I was like well, that's, that's a whole know. other factor, which I don't know if uh, that plays into it interestingly. So between those, my, because you know, I can't know for sure. Um, so was it a deceitful disclosure? I am going to lean towards, without being able to commit to it 100%, I'm going to lean towards no. Yeah. Okay. No. He, I, I think he his intention was not deceitful. Mm-hmm. And I, I think his... Uh, I, I think he was leaning towards not being deceitful. That's 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 the best way I can say that. Yeah, I can't say for sure, yeah. but I don't think he was trying to. And I think, I think it was probably appropriate on some levels that his girlfriend responded the way she did yeah. because, you know. But I, but mostly because it enabled them to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And on some yeah. levels, it could be like you're, she, he's attracted to you simply because you guys worked out. Had a out, good chemistry. Had a, had a good vibe. Yeah. And it gave you both the opportunity to have this conversation. Yeah. And that that can be a powerful thing. Absolutely. Because we're all learning very, very, very valuable things here mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with whether or not you guys... Yeah had sex or should have had sex Mm -hmm. or should have been romantic or shouldn't have been romantic. Yeah. And even, you know, when I first got the text, it really caused me to reflect on like, well, when would have been an appropriate time? Yes. When, when would it have started to feel deceitful and really trying to think back because again, we hadn't had contact in a while and it was like, how close did I think we were? How strong did I think our connection was to where it would perhaps hurt to not know that information? Or was it maybe really more of just a friendly, casual thing that I'm remembering as more in-depth? Maybe. So to ask myself those questions, and I think it wasn't intentionally deceitful. Okay. But I do think that there were opportunities for him to disclose his relationship status through one of the FaceTimes that we had. And so I definitely still felt hurt about that and felt like a little bit deceived. So this is a text message that I've gotten before and I want your opinion of it. I've gotten the message where, 
at some point because you say when you look back at it, there's often no like right. perfect place yeah, to say Yeah, no that. right time. So some people take the take the uh, approach that they are just very, very blunt with it. Like at some yeah. point, if mm-hmm. you're texting with someone and maybe you were, went on a date with them and then a few months down the line, yeah. some of them are very clear to just say, look, I'm in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're usually very nice about it, but they just kind of get whoop, straight to the point. Yeah. What do you think about that approach? That to me sounds like just a straight up rejection of any contact. It it yes. sounds like it. It sounds like basically like warning, back off. In a way, okay. And again, I think it depends on the person's approach. Right. But for me, I would want to first just have that. Like, I'm not even saying I want to date you. I don't even know if I am interested in you that way. Like, I was just thinking we could be friends and like see where that goes. If you're in a relationship, that's cool. Are you still open to like getting to know me as a person and making friends? And if they are like, no, absolutely not, then you just got to walk away. Yeah. Which approach do you think is better? The direct, I'm in a relationship, just whatever, or ghosting or some version of where you just don't, maybe maybe not not full on ghosting, but just like, you know, Saying, okay, you, you know, whatever, space. not, but not, not committing to hanging out with them if you don't really want to hang out with them, but also not like just being really blunt as to why, just saying. Yeah. I think not sorry, like if you, if you have an interest in that person as well and you feel like you guys could be like good friends and maybe there is some attraction there, I think that that's like a disservice to yourself to not explore that connection. Not saying that you're going into it like, tempting yourself or, you know, uh, crossing a line in a relationship, but that to really just look at it as like, you're just getting to know someone else and yeah, they happen to be attractive, but that's not the only thing about them. That's not the only thing that they bring to the table. And it's not the only thing I like about them. I think allows you to then actually have deeper connections with people. Like we're not still in that, you know, stone age where we just see each other and are like, oh my God, I have to put babies in you. Like we can control ourselves (laughs) uh, when we make those commitments. And I think we can also really flourish and learn a lot, you know, like we talked about in the first portion of the male-female friendship episode that like you can learn a lot from having friends of the opposite sex. And I think that brings a lot to the table. Yeah. But there is no perfect answer of when is the appropriate time to no. reveal. It's no. all this kind of gray area yeah. of at what point does it yeah. become deceitful disclosure. And- so with that being said, I want to know kind of what you think of this Vegas story. I really, I thought a lot about if this was a good story to share or not. And if, you know, things that could be said of me or of the situation um, cause some things already were said. And then I was just kind of like, you know, this was real for me and this is what happened. And like, this is my platform and this is where I get to talk about those things. So okay. hopefully it's relatable in some way for other people and can be helpful. Um, and I think that this was a situation where I was the one being accused of like deceitful 
disclosure. Okay. So. So start at the beginning. This was Vegas a few weeks ago? This was Vegas. I was there for Derek's sister's bachelorette party. Okay. And I did not have my ring going into this. I had a major like sinus headache thing. Um, the day I was supposed to fly out and had been doing dishes and whatnot, I used to take the ring off when I'm doing dishes. And then was just like in bed and was like, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to make this flight. And Derek came back from work and then helped me out and helped me pack. And then we were just like rushing to get to the airport and we had left the house. And again, like he lives in Stanford and I was flying out of JFK. So it was like, it was a later flight too. So you're going to hit like traffic and there were all kinds of things happening. So, um, once we had got on the road, I was like, shit, I forgot my ring. You left it. And I'm going to Vegas and just, blah. I was like, okay, great. People are going to have things to say about this. But also like, I don't think that it's necessary that I wear the ring all the time. I'm, I'm in a relationship I'm a grown woman. I am confident in my relationship and I don't need to like be peed on. Which in, in some senses of an engagement ring especially is yeah, just a yeah. certain kind of social territorial move. Yeah. And not to say that I don't love it and that I don't like, you know, enjoy wearing it and that I don't, you know, right, right, right. value the relationship in that way. But I don't need like a ring to tell me that like I value my relationship. Right. So that's just my personal And just not having the ring isn't, in your mind, yeah. your, an invitation to like no. open up to anything else. No. So, so I went to, and again, it was his sister's, it was Derek's sister's bachelorette party. Okay. And I was going there for that and like to hang out. I stayed like a day and a half later, like to spend some extra time with his mom. Um, so it was just me and her one-on-one. But so it was like her and her friends and like they're all from Iowa. And like it was a lot of the girls' first time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only times that I'd been to Vegas were like, pre-show where I was single and we were with, I was with a bunch of other girls from the show. So we were like just turning up to the max. And that was the only way I'd really experienced Vegas. And so I was like, you know, I'd been once or twice with Derek and his family and it was just like a family trip. Um, And so, you know, we got there and I was kind of like asking his sister, you know, like, well, how much do you want to do? Like her maid of honor had planned out a bunch of stuff. And so we were going to be going to a few clubs. And, um, the first night we went out to this like chandelier bar at Cosmo. And I was just like walking up to the bar and this waitress like walked by and this guy was walking in the bar at the same time as me. And the waitress like dropped her pad and we both went to pick it up. And then he picked it up. And, like, made a joke of, like, oh, did you order a... And we looked at the thing, and it was just a bunch of scribble, and we this were, like... This already is starting, like, the first... It sounds like a rom-com. Ten minutes of an awful rom-com. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Did you drop this? Did you yeah. order a yeah. pineapple It, it totally was. It totally okay. was. Um, <laughs> and that's why, like, I love all these details. So, I'm, like, yes. I just... I'm yeah. all about the details. <laughs> so, this is how I met him, and... We both laughed because it was like just scribble and we were like, oh yeah, a bunch of scribble drinks is what I ordered Um, and got to talking at the bar and just seemed like a cool, like normal dude. He was from Wyoming and, you know, told him like, yeah, I'm here for uh, Rachel's bachelorette party and like he got Rachel a drink and um, 
then he was like, he was here with his whole group of friends and they were all couples. He was the only single guy. And I made a comment about like, oh yeah, like I hear dating in LA really sucks because he lives in LA, but is from Wyoming. And he just kind of like laughed and that was it to that comment. Then um, his whole group came over and like our, both of our groups were like combined talking to each other, having a great time. Um, it was like, oh my God, Iowa and Wyoming. We're both like, you know, small towns, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Are you primarily talking with him and the groups around you at this point or the groups just like it was kind of intermingled? It, yeah, it was intermingled. Like he was interacting with the other girls in the group. And then as soon as he walked away from me, this other guy came up to me and started talking and uh he was from Austin. And so we talked about like how Austin and Seattle have a lot of similarities and just like friendly conversation. The second guy that came up was definitely trying to flirt with me. And I was like, definitely not. Um, and he did invite us to go see Calvin Harris and that, you know, our whole party could join at his table. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do the right thing for my, you know, future sister-in-law and potentially get us that table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, I could have reached out to like promoters and done other stuff, but this was just right here and this was a friendly thing and this is what people do in Vegas. Um, so exchanged information with him and um, we were planning of going and doing that with him and his group, but I had just met him. And then like we were, we were in, intermingling with that same group, right? And then he mentioned that they had a table at Omnia and we're going to see Zed. This is, this is the, the second guy. This is the first guy. Oh, the scribble, scribble, scribble guy. guy is back. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and let's call him Tom too, just for fun. Let's call him Vegas Tom. Sam. Sam. Okay, fine. Let's call him That's Sam. Better. So Sam and his whole group were, you know, all intermingling. We're all having a great time. And he mentioned the uh, Zed show. Okay. And like, kind of passive like passively and so i was like is that an invite or not (laughs) and he was like yeah yeah it's an invite yeah i think it'd be really great if you and your group came and joined us and i was like okay yeah like we would really enjoy doing that like you guys all seem really super cool and fun and um you know thanks and there was only one thing that i said to him in that conversation that i thought was maybe a little bit flirty and I don't remember what he said, but I made a that's what she said joke. I just couldn't not. Okay. It was so right there. And I don't remember what it was that he was saying, but he like kept going on and he had no clue. It was one of those like really good ones that he had no idea. Right. And I was like, um, that's what she said. And I like kind of made a face like, is that okay that I said that? <laughs> and and he, like, he was like, that was good. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> so it was one of those. Um, and like, yeah, he was like a attractive guy. Um, and so then like we exchanged info and their whole groups went their separate way. And um, he had texted some small exchanges about where we were and where they were. And they were going to maybe meet up, meet up with us at the club that we were at. They didn't end up coming. And then he sent me a text that was like, something about if we had room in our room for room for him. And I was just like, whoa. And that's all I said. And then I was like, I'm not responding to him. You said, you said, whoa. Like I said, whoa, all caps with a bunch of H's. 
And at that point, it was like 3, 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I was like, this dude is very drunk and probably never going to see him again. Initially, I had thought, you know, oh, he's in L.A. Maybe I'll see him. We can, like, be friends and, um, you know, cool thing. Like, cool, random meeting someone. But then, whoa. And then I was like, "Ah, whoa, okay, never mind. And... You didn't want to share your trundle bed with him? (laughs) Roll away? Nope. Um, And I'm like, you're a cool guy and you are attractive, yes, but I'm not interested in you that way. Mm. And it had never came up. And so I sent him that text and then he, um, he asked if we were, what our plans were the next day. And I still just didn't respond. I was like, okay, now I'm ghosting you. And part of me was like, you know, that's not cool that I'm doing that. But I was also like, I met this guy for a few hours and he was very drunk and just. I don't think that counts as ghosting for the record. I agree. Thank you. Then he texted me like a few hours later again. So he texted me three more times when I had no response. And he, he said, come to our table tonight. Come to Omnia and, you know, come hang out at our table. And I asked Rachel, his, Derek's sister. I was like, you know, she had known about the text and everything. And I was like, do you think it's okay? Like, do you, how badly do you want to go see Zed? Like, I know you really liked their group and, you know, we had fun with all of them. Like, are you comfortable with that? Like, is that something you want to do? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll flirt with Sam. <laughs> it's her bachelor party. That's what she's supposed to do. Okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like, I'll just flirt with Sam. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. That works for me. And, um, you know, we got there and he was very drunk. And this I was... Is, this is the next night, correct? Yes, the this night. is the next night. And so he was very drunk and... I was just kind of mingling with the other people in his group. Like I said, they were all couples. And there was one girl who was sober because she was pregnant. And when I met her the night before, I could tell she was very insecure about being pregnant and being in Vegas. It was her first time in Vegas Mm. and all that stuff. Um, And so I was like, oh, like, no worries. Like, I don't drink. So, like, you're cool. Like, we'll be sober Sally's together. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll still have a fun time kind of thing. And, um, you know, had kind of not necessarily pulled her aside, but was like talking with her when we were at Omnia and just like really like trying to get to know her and, you know, asking her how she felt about the pregnancy and like what her background was. And, um, she like had majored in criminal justice and her husband has like two engineering degrees and like they got to live in India for a bunch of time, like all this cool stuff. And I was like, Whoa, like I'm blown away by that. Like that sounds amazing. And they were contemplating moving to Seattle or Denver. And so I was talking about Seattle a lot and, um, and she was like, you know, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I have, well, when she brought up the criminal justice thing, I was like, oh yeah, like I've always, you know, really wanted to have experience working in the prison population doing counseling because I have a degree in, uh, in counseling and, um, you know, that's always been super fascinating to me. And so she's kind of like, oh, like, so are you, you know, what do you do? And, um, I was like, oh, well, like I have a podcast that like focuses on mental health and, um, and then I do stuff on social media too. And she was like, oh, okay. And you don't just say, I'm an influencer. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm an influencer with a pod. <laughs> that was like the, the, the cool lingo for this, this kind of thing. I mean, I can start using that. <laughs> I think, but, I think that would put you in an, in, an interesting stereotype. It definitely would. 
I think um, doing stuff on social media and a thorough explanation of your podcast is probably a better approach. So yeah. don't don't follow my advice. Yeah. So that's all I said. And she didn't really ask me follow-up questions. And um, she was just kind of like, uh, I did include in there. I was like, yeah, I got my master's. And then after that, like life just got a little, you know, hectic. I did some things unrelated to my field and, you know, just took some time. And, uh, but now I have a podcast and do stuff on social media. She's like, Oh, okay, cool. And didn't ask any more questions there. And that was where like normally the the show would come up and like someone would ask like, Oh, well what happened? Or like, Oh, that's cool. Like, how do you get to do stuff on social media? Like what kind of stuff on social media? Then that's where like the show stuff comes up and I'm like, Oh, like I went on the bachelor and then on, paradise and you know that's where i met derek and right. and all that stuff and it just she didn't say anything and so i was like but you found I, that to be the kind of natural flow of conversation that usually, once you get to that point someone asks then usually and so i was like oh like that's an, like okay you know she just kind of like left the conversation there and i was like okay cool and um sam at that point had like fallen over like he was very drunk and so i was like okay we need to get him some water like i stepped up and was like I normally am and was like trying to take care of him. Like that was the one time that I like actually like touched him because I was like, because he was you- walking in scribble drink. <laughs> I was like, are you good? Are you good? And, um, our whole table was like concerned about him. And even before he actually got to that point of being really drunk, we like offered to help pay for the table. We offered to like get a bottle for everyone. And so he, he was just like, Oh no, no, like it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry. And so that was kind of that. And then we had got down to like where Zed was playing and Sam was very drunk at this point. And the people, like they weren't letting, they were only letting certain people in. And we had kind of like bonded together as a group. So I won't go into all the other details, but essentially, no, we had hung out with this group most of the time. And then later on towards the night, Sam was definitely very, very drunk and was asking, you know, for us to like get together and to dance. And I was like, no no, I'm good. And all that stuff, whatever. End of Vegas. Then I got a tweet from someone saying that people are talking about you on the Bachelor Reddit board if you want to say something. And I was like, what? I was like, never really used Reddit before. And so I went and looked and it was a picture of me with Sam's group because we had all taken a photo together. And I thought it was interesting that they only wanted me in the photo. And... It was basically a article about how like I was um, in Vegas without my ring on and was being really flirty with him and that I used them for their table and not once did I mention Derek or did I mention the show and how I was being very deceitful. Okay. So that was basically it. And I was kind of like, you know, and, and so, so, so I had this whole process of like, whoa, you were deceitful. You knew the whole time. And didn't say anything. Even at one point, she said that she lived in uh, Kansas or Arkansas. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend that lives there and she lives in Hoxie. She knew I was talking about Raven. But she was like, oh, cool. So there were all these different things. And when I said, oh, my life got really crazy, you know, whatever. And, you know, I have a podcast and do something on social media. She didn't ask any questions because she knew. How? Probably because she recognized me from the show. Like it wasn't like a, they weren't, they weren't intentionally. See, and this is where I'm like, I don't think that Sam knew. 
I don't oh, think Sam okay. knew. And that was where it was like, okay, now there's layers of deceitfulness here. Like, I didn't disclose that I was in a relationship because, A, he didn't, aside from like his very drunken text, never made a move, never tried to cross any boundaries. I wasn't being flirty. We were legit just being, like, I was just being nice and friendly. Mm-hmm. And... um there was one time again, way later on in the night, where he was like starting to, you know, say, I'm really, "You're really pretty. You're so pretty. The prettiest girl I've ever seen." And I was like, "You're very drunk." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Thank you, but you're very, yeah, you're, you're feeling it." <laughs> um, Is it possible mm-hmm. if I'm dropping myself into this rom com? If I'm pregnant, if you're the lady, one sober person besides me in the group, I'm pregnant, lady, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm sitting back there, yep, with my gossip texting or whatever she was doing. Yeah. But she's watching you two and he's mm-hmm. drunkenly saying, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And you're saying, you're drunk and you're laughing and kind of just mm-hmm. being a little awkward because you don't know what the crap to do with this guy. Exactly. If I'm pregnant lady, does that look really flirtatious? I guess. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to put myself there and I see how it, it could. Yes, I think it came across as flirtatious to her because I think to her, I wouldn't have been at their table in the first place. Right. Because I'm a celebrity and I would have had something else and blah, 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 whatever else. Like, I think she was expecting to get something from us being there. Does that make sense? Yes. And the way that she wrote about it on the Reddit board was honestly very hurtful. And I was like very close to contacting him and being like, you know, I want to talk to her because I thought I was just like connecting with someone. And meanwhile, like you knew this whole other portion about my life, but you weren't upfront about the fact that you knew it. And so that's like a whole different layer of deceitfulness. But she really seemed to have a problem with the fact that I never mentioned I wasn't wearing my ring. I was there with his sister and mom, but that it was a very deceitful that I never told Sam that I was in a relationship. Do you think that that was deceitful non-disclosure? Because I really tried to think about this. And I even thought afterwards, I was like, you know, he did seem like a good guy. I think he was experiencing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. He was on this like, you know, reunion trip with his friends who are all couples and he's the only single one. And he just seemed like a little lost in his life. And, but he was really nice and he just got really drunk. And, you know, maybe I do run into him when I'm in LA one day. And, you know, maybe I do just let him know like, Hey, yeah, like this is a whole other part of my life and blah, blah, blah. But like had a great time with your friends and, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm like, I've tried really hard to think about if that was deceitful that I didn't upfrontly say to him, yeah, by the way, I am in a relationship. I made it clear that I wasn't interested. Right. But that I also need to add that I was in a relationship. I know some people are probably like, oh, well, that's really stupid of her because you have a public image. Like people are going to find out anyway. And it's like, yeah, and that's fine, and they can, but that's like, not something... Like pregnant lady probably did in the sense that yeah. if she knew who you were, she knew you were engaged. Yeah. If she had uh, interacted with you at all on social media. Yeah. Because it's not like you're hiding it in any way. Yeah. Um, so if I put myself in her shoes... In his shoes. In, in Sam's shoes. Yeah. Because he's the one that was saying yeah. that it was very deceitful. We'll call pregnant lady Ellen. Ellen. Okay. 
I won't, I won't be so concerned with Ellen then. From well, Ellen and Sam. Well, because it, it's interesting because it's it's like a deceitful disclosure, even just with a girl, with someone like a friend of the same sex. Yes, but it's it's also it's not really just the fact that I didn't disclose to her that I was in a relationship, but it was like the fact that I didn't disclose to her that I was on the show. Was so weird to her. I get that. I get that in the sense that. If she knew who you were, she probably had some like pre-thought, total preconceived notion about all who that. you were yeah. and how you lived and what kind of circles you would roll in. Yes, uh, and so she figured if yep. you were in the, uh, I have a fiance from being on a show called Bachelors in Paradise, and I'm a, you know have a large social media following because of what I've done there and and all this kind of stuff. If if she just puts you in that box. I was definitely put in that box. Well, And I don't like to be put in that box, you, which is why I just go about my life and I'm just me. The expectation, though. And then, but what she saw wasn't in that box is what it feels yeah. like to me. And she sees this person that she figures would have the giant ring on and would just be with some maybe entourage of other bachelor people. Yeah. And that just seems like the normal thing. That would be what Taylor would be doing in Vegas, but she's here with no ring on and a different group. And she's talking to the single guy. Well, but with Derek's family. So that's the thing I was waiting. I was like, I was asking all of them how they all knew each other. And not once did anyone ask how I knew the bachelorette. Right. And that, that was, that was the point I was about to get to (laughs) in that there were a, a number of opportunities. Yeah. Where, it would naturally come that up conversation if they had would let it. Come up. And that yeah. was what really surprised me as you told this whole thing. If Ellen mm-hmm. or why Ellen wouldn't have asked, yeah. not just... Yeah. Like they're all from Iowa. I'm from Seattle. Right. Like all that kind of stuff. So like how it didn't come up naturally. If I knew, say I knew you were on The Bachelor and, and all that stuff. You were engaged. You were in Vegas. Didn't have the ring. I would think, well, why is she here? Yeah. And, and maybe ask. And then that would yeah. provide the opportunity for you to either say, you know, just a, you know, just a friend of mine and uh, we're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. But no, you probably would have said it's my fiance's sister. Yeah. Yep. That, that seemed like the natural place. So given, given that, given that there, I think there were opportunities yeah. for natural opportunities for that to come in in a conversation. Mm-hmm. But Ellen... And Sam, maybe um, maybe at different times, but not taking advantage of those opportunities. To that even would just, naturally come that up. That would naturally come up. Yeah. Almost, almost as a test mm-hmm. to be like, exactly. Ooh, is and she that's gonna... where I felt like I was very like deceived that's... because I felt like I was I, yes. I was being tested the whole time when I thought I was having like these genuine, just friendly, nice interactions with this group of people, and then I was like, you know, that like really hurts my feelings and I feel taken advantage of and I feel like, you know, again, it, it just feels <laughs> there's to me, a lot of layers. It feels to me that, that their attempt to paint you yeah. as a deceptive person made them act deceptively. That's yes. what it seems. Maybe they didn't think it, they weren't like, we're going to, we're going to try to trick her and mm-hmm. whatever, but they, I, it feels like they maybe were so convinced yeah. that you were being deceptive that yeah. 
sh- that that there was some maybe unintentional, but some mm-hmm. uh, dis- what deceptive deception non disclosure yeah on their end of what they knew mm-hmm. about you, and so your actions. My conclusion is leaning not just slightly but pretty far towards not being mm-hmm. uh, dis- uh, not Deceitful. disclosing deceptively. There we go. I was trying to flip those around and it yes. took me a minute. Yeah. Um, but, I de- I, but I definitely see why they would have thought that. Yeah. And like I tried to compare it in a way to make sense of it to the Tom situation mm-hmm. where like, you know, I felt deceived in a way because I think after that trip to Seattle that that would have came up, but it didn't. So for me almost, I look at it as like, yeah, I think I could have been pretty deceitful had I, you know, hung out with Sam in LA and then it never came up or like we FaceTimed and we talked and it still never came up. Like, no, this was like us all partying together and everyone in the group being completely shit faced to the point where one of them even got kicked out because they were so drunk. Like where, like I, I think this is why that expression what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because at yeah. some point if so many people go they get drunk you can't you can't carry your camera around making accusations of people because yeah. no one's no one's behaving like they do in real life on purpose like that's why people go to Vegas to just have yeah. a little and I can see where that would be real life. and I can see where that would be their thought of me then yes but it's also I'm with his family. That's the part where if, if nothing else, that should have been a conversation that if you wanted to get to know someone yeah. from another group, that's a question I ask all the time just because it's a good question. Yeah. How do you all know each other? How can I tie all these people mm-hmm. together? It's my fiance's sister. Okay. Disclosed. Yep. End of deception. Yeah. Because there wasn't any. That's my conclusion. Thank you. That definitely gives me some uh, some closure a bit. So I really like struggled on it. And I was like, do I share this on the pod? Do I not share this on the pod? But it was like, it has layers of deception to it and there's a lot of factors involved, but I thought it related here to this. It in does. In some ways. It does. Yeah. But sometimes uh, people find people find what they're looking for. Well, and and it was really also a lesson in like how I carry myself in public and just being more aware of other people. Like, does it make you want to play that role of that person that would? Well, it was like, what did you want? Like more intentionally? Yeah, I was almost like, well, what do you want me to like? Just be like snobby and think I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to talk to you guys because I'm a celebrity and I'm just going to go get my free tables elsewhere and like, oh my god. Like that was what I felt like she thought I should have been. But then and she I, maybe would and then, have then she, written an article about that. Yep, exactly. So, so it's like a lose-lose anyway. It's lose-lose. And it's like she was definitely trying to get something out of it and thought she had something. Because Don't troll even, a troll because you both get trolled and the troll <laughs> likes it. It's like I get myself in these situations with people who really enjoy this kind of thing. And I'm yes, like... you just can't. Sometimes I just you was just trying gotta, to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lessons learned there. I will meet Derek in Vegas for a friend's 40th birthday this weekend. 
and he will be bringing my ring so people can stop asking me. Because <laughs> I was like, well, shit, I'm going to Vegas and then I'm going to Seattle and then I'll see you in Vegas again. But the whole time, I'm not going to have my ring. Well, let's hope, uh, you know, it would, it, the story would start to change if somehow Sam showed back up in Vegas. Yeah. We'll see, would Sam, would me and Sam have still had the interactions that we had if I had my ring on? That's a question. That is a good question that, of course, has no answer. My initial, <laughs> my initial guess is probably no. Yeah. See, I, because I know how I am when I'm out, I still think we would have. Because I also know how to manipulate when guys are attracted to me and I have something. You I want a table maybe. at the Zed concert. Yeah. Had to do it for my girl, Rachel. <laughs> Derek's sister needed a good bachelorette party, okay? And like <laughs> me and his family, me and his family joked about it. We this were is like, a little bit about a, of a scapegoat for yeah, the situation, absolutely. But it does work, absolutely. I'll and give, and, and had I not been in that context, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone there. But we were like, me and his mom and his sister were joking about it, you know, like, oh, we're pimping Taylor out, you know, to get table. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a bonding experience. Let me tell you. Yes, and but, in, and in that sense, you you can see that without the without all of the information, yeah, especially if that's what kind of what you were looking for, I can totally see how it would look like. Yeah, if you were just a really shallow, flaky person that would take your ring off and flirt with someone to get a yeah, table, exactly. And that's I, what some like, people did think, and they were like, yeah. but they were like, oh, it's not even a big deal. Like that's what girls do in Vegas, and I was like, very interesting. Oh, so you were getting it from both sides. Some some yeah. people were just saying, that's just what people do. Mm-hmm. You take off your ring, you, you flirt with whoever you need yeah. to flirt with. And if it works out, you know, it works out. Then that tells a whole different thing about character. But like, yeah. that's just kind of what everyone does. But see, I still think that even if I had my ring on and even if, say in that first conversation that we would have uh, had that conversation about how I am in a relationship, I still think we would have got that table. I think that we still would have hung out with them and had that time with them because our groups got along really well. And it wasn't just I you would two. Have si- it was yes. multiple people yes. that were all kind of And out. aside from like the sketchiness of Ellen and the deceitfulness, like I know that when I'm out, I'm just a very friendly, like happy-go-lucky person. Yes, you are. And I can make friends with anyone regardless of if I have a ring on my finger or not. And... I still think that I'm a genuinely fun person to be around when I'm out. And I still think that even if he knew directly that we weren't going to have a romantic relationship, that he still would have wanted to be around me and had a fun time. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's like con- overconfident? I, yeah, I, may, I don't know. I may be just, just uh, kind of writing his intentions off too soon. In a stereotypical yeah. way, in saying no, I don't think it would have because you're you're exactly right. It's very very possible that the groups could have got along anyway. Yeah. Um, and so you know, That's what was I, so hurtful. Was I like... could give him the benefit of the doubt of it for sure. Yeah. Um, I partially also just want to not give him the benefit benefit of the doubt because they for sure didn't give you that. No, exactly. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was a lot to process when it all happened. It was very hurtful. It was. So if if any of you listening see me in public, please just feel free to let me know that you know and that you recognize yes. me. Yes. And don't, don't, even, don't put it through some test. Yeah. 
up. Like, and even in situations where people do just come up to me and recognize me, we still have those long conversations. It's not like a thing I'm just going to write you off as like a fangirl or whatever. Like, it caused all kinds of thought experiments to happen in my head. But I appreciate your input on my disclosure. How much will it change the way you act in public now? <sighs> That's what I was trying to think about. Yeah. And it's hard because I don't want to. Because like I want to be able to trust just say, and just... Just be, just do you. Exactly. But also there is this thing where people are always viewing you mm-hmm. through through a certain lens just because of, of, yeah. of status or whatever. But... Yeah. Regardless of the way you feel about it, other people do view you this way, and and sometimes it's hard to to look, yeah. to, to figure out how to to be genuine and to be open and to be honest, and but also like know that you can't you can't be everything to everybody. You you really just can't. You just have to be your most genuine self in as many situations as you can. And some people, like I said, you troll a troll. Yep. Can't do it. Yep. Okay, so I have a story that I want your opinion on. Yeah. Let's so, do it. You were my you were a great friend to piss just there. So I'll put my friend to piss hat on now for you. So this is this is in the actions of another person. And I want I want you to you to think about whether this person's actions were well, I, I just want your opinion on them. Okay. So I was at a party a few months ago and I met this girl. And we started talking. Uh, didn't talk for an incredibly long time, but it was, it was kind of fun and you could, like, it seemed at least to me that there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a, some kind of spark Spark. there. Um, but we separated and I ended up leaving the party not too long afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't get really to have a second conversation with her, just the initial one. That was it. But I was still kind of attracted to her and kind of thought, you know, if that was, if I had had the opportunity, we would have like you know, stumbled back across each other at that party, I, I probably would have, you know, asked for a number or at least tried to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I woke up the next morning with a uh, Facebook friend invitation from her. I love that you said invitation kit. That's so cute. Is that me being old You're again? old. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the correct way to say that? It's a friend request. <laughs> a friend request? A friend request invitation. <laughs> I'm not that old. You're not. I accepted her invitation, <laughs> sincerely. Yes. <laughs> and uh, over the next few days, we, we chatted back and forth a little, nothing crazy. At some point, I did like ask her for coffee. Mm-hmm. She just never responded. Hmm. And at some point, I re- find revealed from just being... Uh, from ex- having accepted her invitation, uh, that she had had a boyfriend and had had that boyfriend for, you know, a while. Wait, how did you find that out? From, like, from Facebook, just like... Yeah, I was going to say, if you guys were, like, messaging back and forth on Facebook, did she not have a boyfriend on Facebook? She wasn't listed as in a relationship on Facebook. So you didn't do a thorough stalking of her Facebook to see photos that she had a boyfriend? Yes, by by her general Until general she page, stopped messaging you until she stopped and then eventually a picture came out and then they were like oh you know whatever for a year and a half we've been whatever but and also like in that picture i remember seeing that he just doesn't like pictures that was the thing where she mentioned like i can never get a picture of him and so i was like okay i mean she's not trying to hide it that's just yeah their their thing he's just not one of those guys Mm -hmm. that whatever and so i didn't i didn't feel like she was deceiving me but 
she never, it never came up in our first conversation, which I wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. It didn't come up in any of our chats, which I also wouldn't have expected. But do you think it was appropriate for her in that moment when I did like actually cross a certain line mm-hmm. for her to just disappear? I don't think that was okay. I think she should have had some response. I think you guys were developing some kind of a relationship. And I mean, how, how like how long would you say this went on for? Not long, a couple of days. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't an in-depth thing. We didn't get too yeah. deep into stuff. We just kind of, we talked a little bit about what we did and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. No, I would still say that it, it would have been respectful to have some kind of a response. Whether it was, oh, like I'm actually, you know, and, and that's kind of where we go back to the whole like, can you just say no because you're not interested or do you have to use this reason that you're in a relationship and so you're not going to? And also, can she just send me a friend request invitation just because she thought I was cool and might want to be my friend? Yeah. And, and I think that that Without is me totally thinking, the case. Oh, I should... I should ask her to coffee. Yeah. And, but I think even, even that though, like if that were me, I would still be like, oh yeah, like we can get coffee. Like I've been talking, I've been talking to you. I sent you the invitation to be friends um, <laughs> that I had already kind of initiated that to say that I was interested in you as a person and getting to know you and taking the time to have those little conversations here and there and then asking to go get coffee, that's just an extension of that. So if she wasn't prepared to be friends on Facebook and to develop some kind of a friendship or whatever, then I'd be confused as to why she would just ghost. So it either tells me that she didn't trust herself because she would have wanted more with you and she only wanted to be friends on on Facebook because that's the safe way to like vicariously imagine if there could be something with you. Right. And what that would look like. And I think also that she perhaps could have felt a little embarrassed or guilty once she had posted about her boyfriend that you had asked her out on a date and that she had maybe misled you. And so rather than confront that and come forward with being in a relationship or not being interested, whatever, even though I don't really think that that was the case, um, that it would have made her feel bad and, and uncomfortable. Right. And it wasn't even until quite a while after this that I even saw the picture of the boyfriend. Mm. So there was, there was quite a while, weeks probably or more. Oh, wow. Where I just figured like, oh, she just sent yeah. me a friend request and then peaced out which is which is fine i just like sometimes that happens when you meet someone at a party yeah but it, it seemed it seemed like a strange a strange move but, like it seemed like she was pretty interested and then just well poof. see i i just i don't feel like we got to know each other well enough to know one way or the other and that's mm-hmm. kind of where that's kind of where I didn't get a chance to talk to her again at the party, and so I was like, "Let's get coffee and like you know see if this was just a random, yeah. uh, or or if there's and and so what I wonder is if she did say, yeah, I work on 
uh, Tuesday. Let's let's get coffee after, and then as part of that conversation, yeah, if she would have said, you know, I gonna go to a festival with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. what would have my response been would i have then felt intentionally deceived Mm -hmm. like wait misled yeah which is why people sometimes have those awkward conversations of like are we on a date right now (laughs) Uh just because sometimes you don't yeah sometimes you don't know yeah Um, but i think that was like what i had asked you almost i don't remember if it was before we went and got coffee or was it during Mm, I think it was after. It was after. Because I was like, okay, yeah, like we can get together. But then it was like, just so you know. How I remember it is it was after we had gotten together the first time. And you were like, yeah, it'd be fun to hang out again. But under these, you know, this, this is with where this I'm understanding. At. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I'm making friends. Not really looking for anything particular, so just so you know. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't remember that. That, That's how I remember it, at least. Well... Are you going back to the messages? I am. I am. Um, Yeah, you sent me, like, a photo of text that said coffee. Mm -hmm. And I said, you want to get coffee? Yeah, we could do that. And he said, great. When are you free? Tomorrow's my day off. I have some flexibility. So I get to Tuesday. I'm free all day, evening. Tomorrow I start seeing clients at 12 and go through to about 7. Tuesday afternoon? How about 2? That works. Where do you want to go? I'm in South Lake Union. Where are you? I'm in South Seattle, kind (laughs) of near Renton. Not much down here. Ha ha. There's a cool place up here called Citizen Coffee. How's that? Had you been to Citizen before that? Yeah, I think I've actually been there before. Lower Queen Anne, oh, right? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I think it's on, actually on it's Taylor, on Taylor Ave. Avenue. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, this is when I said I wish I would have known that and like done it on purpose. Said, yep, <laughs> ha, ha, I didn't realize that. It would have been clever if I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I said, ha, ha, we can say you did. So I said, smiley face, and you said, deal, wink face. Oh, okay. Oh. There, I crossed the line. I went winky <laughs> on you. Damn. We were both single. Um, and I said, so I'll see you then. Tuesday, 2 p.m., Citizen Taylor app. Cut. He said, you will see me then. I said, sounds good. You just said, very much enjoyed myself and would love to see you again. Put your number. And then in parentheses said, unless you have a deep connection with InstaChat. And I said, haha, yeah, I had fun too. I'll shoot you a text with my number. Cut. So we would have to go all the way back to the text messages. Oh, we don't have time true. for Maybe another episode. We've sent a few text messages in the last <laughs> two and a half years. So, yes, it has been done before. I have done that. So, from what I remember, it is at that point, once we started mm-hmm. texting, was when you were like, "Yeah, um, you know, this is this is where I'm at." And I was like, "That's fine. It was a fun conversation." Yeah. you know. And what? And to relate this back to your story with this girl, though, what if I had not just said, "Just so you know, this is a place where I'm at," but I had said, "Just want to let you know, I am in a relationship." At that, I would have felt a little deceived if you were in a relationship at that point. Yeah, I feel like it, we had we had gone that we had gone that mm-hmm. far. If it didn't come up in coffee, it was too late. Yeah. See, and and an interesting thing that came up on that blog thing where Ellen was being a little sneaky was sneaky people Ellen. saying that it was unacceptable, even that I gave my number out, get, being in a relationship. 
So there's a whole there's a whole thing of it. And I think again, going back to our episode previously, that it's all about inclusion and the clear communication. Like communicating to your partner, communicating to your friend who's of the opposite sex um, or of the same sex that you're attracted to if you're not heterosexual. Um, But that just communicating all of that in an open way and in an accepting way, I think is what allows people to actually be able to like have these healthy, fulfilling male-female friendships. So I have this, I have this thought that if I was in a relationship, I, I think I would want that to be a thing that naturally would come up in conversation. Mm-hmm. I would want to have a relationship that was healthy enough that I, did, I didn't have to feel like, hmm, but I could get to know this person differently if I didn't disclose. I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd want that to be part of it of like, yeah. I'm cool, you're cool, my girlfriend's cool. Yeah. It, it would be a little bit of a red flag for me in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, About if the I, strength and like security and... If, if there was a part yeah. of me that was like letting some conversations go for quite a while without disclosing that I'm in a relationship. Yeah. I think... That would that would start to, if nothing else, just give me pause about the, the health of my relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's that's when it, when I see it in someone else, there's a part of me that says, "Oh, why why are they non-disclosing?" Yeah. And part What's of it going though, on part of that? it though is just because people respond react a little differently when yeah. they know you're in a relationship, and if they know that you're mm-hmm. not on the table at all, yeah. romantically or sexually, some people just would rather move yeah. on. Yeah. And that's actually, that's fine. It's sometimes better to know. And for me though, sometimes I do like to challenge that. Just because I'm... By not wearing your wedding ring in Vegas. Me. <laughs> no. But to challenge people, <laughs> like even in the past when I've just had boyfriends and I've not been engaged that like, you know, yeah, I have a boyfriend, but does that mean you no longer think I'm a cool person? Does that no longer mean that you're enjoying oh, our you- conversation? Do you just look her right in the eye and say that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, so we can't, we can't develop a friendship then? You only want to talk to me to get in my pants? And now that you know that I'm not interested and that I'm with someone else, you no longer care about me as a person or developing this friendship. That's tricky. Because if I was put in that situation, I started talking to someone and then there was a noticeable change in vibe when I found out. Because I think it is valuable, and this is where the wedding ring, I think, does come in handy. I think there's a certain value in knowing when that that base instinct, Mm -hmm. in, in knowing whether that is even a thing that can be on the table right away. I think there's an advantage to that. Like, for instance, if I meet someone and right away, I see they have a wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. I could still think they're cool. They're pretty. Yeah. They might be a neat person. We could be friends, mm-hmm. but also know that I'm also not going to try to do anything yeah. romantically with them. And I find that information actually really, really helpful because it mm-hmm. allows me to maybe even be more likely to just be open of just being a nice, good, yeah. cool, friendly guy without being like, oh, I wonder if she might be kind of also into me. Because mm-hmm. then I, it doesn't even matter. It's just a matter of whether we can have a conversation about something. Yeah. That's it. And, and even th- that that also just kind of sets you up to have this sense of uh, like 
security maybe with the relationship of like what the what the boundary is definitely you know giving yourself some space compassionately to talk about this issue and you know a place of non-judgment certainly helps you get through the conversation a little bit more productively roger that roger that you ready to wrap this thing up? This that, has been this a long was, episode. It was a really fun conversation, though. Really fun. I'm glad you held off on the Vegas story and let me kind of all, you know, take it all in at once. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But no. But yes. That's too good. <laughs> Glad you held it in so you could take it all. So I could I'll take, take it, it all in, in at, at once. once. Oh, this episode is going to have an E next to it. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up. That's what she said again. I have a tendency to be a little inappropriate a sometimes role. just because I'm open with talking about sexual things, guys. I don't, I don't think that was inappropriate. I thought that was... Uh, Comical. I just. It was quite actually appropriate for what was said. I just wanted to give you a little bit of the eye roll, not to encourage it too much. <laughs> too and much. We've come full circle. We've come full circle. I am to you what you are to Derek. <laughs> we have come full circle. <laughs> Thank you for listening this long into this episode. Um, this is just what our normal conversations are like when we. Have time to catch up as friend to piss. So you should hang out in Seattle more. I know, I know. I would love to. Thank you guys for writing in with these letters, and you know we didn't get to get to some of the other ones today, but um, really love your guys' feedback. So keep writing us things. You can email us at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at let's talk about it underscore podcast. We're going to be posting some more things on there, so definitely follow along and comment with thoughts, reflections, questions, comments. Join the conversation. Let's talk about it. Roger that. Roger that. Thanks, guys. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 